CSN International presents To Every Man an Answer, the live apologetics program that equips you to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. If you have a Bible question or a question on the Christian faith, you can call us at 1 827 5276. Again, that's 1 888 Ask CSN. Let's get things started. Here's today's host, Mike Kessler. Hi, and welcome to Friday's edition of To Every Man and Answer. Glad you've joined us. We always are. Looking forward to being with you. And we take this time aside every weekday afternoon to do this very thing, and that's to answer questions about the Bible from the Bible, look at current events through a biblical perspective, what we hear in church, and uh, if you've been reading your Bible, come across something you don't understand, we'll address that too. Just give us a call. 88 88 ask CSN, and you could be part of the program today. We actually have some lines open, so if you call right now, you're assured to get on. And joining me today, and especially if you have a legal question, we have with us, uh, and uh, always, always great to have you with us, Brad, uh, Brad Dacus from the Pacific Justice Institute, uh, representing people like you and me, Christian organizations and organizations that have been dealt unfairly using laws for an advantage. And, you know, Brad, I'm so glad that uh, you do what you do, because without you, really, uh, we have no voice. And I think it's such a wonderful service that you provide for people free. That's unbelievable. Thank you so much. Brad, welcome to the program. Oh, it's great to be on the program, uh, Pastor Mike. And it uh, it is exciting to see what God has, has done. Uh, we have so many offices all across the United States, very uniquely, I might add, all across the United States. And uh, we work hard to make sure that no one is left on the side of the road. We're very unique as a legal organization in that regard. We have a ministry mindset, so we don't just take on the big game, uh, high-profile cases. We want to make sure everyone gets help. So if anyone out there needs assistance, they'd like to maybe keep up with our cases. We have over 200 in active litigation uh, across the country, or uh, they need legal assistance. Um, I just encourage them uh, to to go to our website, pji.org. That's P for Pacific, J for Justice, I for Institute.org. They can also easily uh, sign up to get our e-newsletter by just texting the letters PJI, uh, that's our initials, PJI, to the number 71541. That's a 71-year-old man having lunch with a 54-year-old woman and there's a one-year-old in a high chair. That's how I remember it, 71541. Uh, Mike, maybe you can help me come up with a different uh, way of mnemonics of remembering that number, 71541. But anyway, there it is, and we're here to serve. We'll work on that. <laughs> Brad, <laughs> so many things uh, going on right now in our world. Uh, today they they ruled that President Trump is uh, guilty of misvaluing his home find him almost $350 million, and they don't know who to give the money to because there was never anybody going after him for this. This is, you know, I I have, uh, then then the other one is they accuse the FBI agent on uh, investigating Biden and said his accusations were, were not true, and so they want to throw out everything on Hunter Biden, everything on Joe Biden, Never mind the checks. Never mind the photograph uh, uh, bank documents. Never mind any of that kind of stuff. What's going on with the courts in America? It's like uh, the the uh, I, I've never seen anything like it. 
Yeah, I haven't either in, in my lifetime, nor did I think I would ever see anything like it. Uh, when I was in law school, we learned that we were a nation of laws, not of, of men, not of dictators, uh, not of tyrants and, and uh, coups and stuff. But that's uh, it, it's it's really alarming that we see what we see, which is weaponizing the legal system strictly for political purposes. So as far as uh, the, the issue of what happened uh, with the judgment against uh, former President Donald Trump, uh, it's uh, it's interesting because this is the first time in New York's history that this law was ever utilized against someone without there being a plaintiff. Uh, you know, they're they're, allegate, they're alleging that false representation was made with regards to the valuation of property. Well, no, actually, the facts are quite different, but we have a very uh, uh, disingenuous court, if you will. I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, it was this, this, this assertion. So, uh, but it's in the past, there's always been like a bank that complained. There was always someone who complained, who suffered harm uh, to facilitate the usage of this legal action. At no time uh, in history was there ever like just the government just arbitrarily coming, going after someone. Uh, that's what we have here. There was no plaintiff. No bank was hurt. No one suffered any harm. Uh, this was just the government overtly trying to find a pretext to go after him. And the person who we led this charge is the one who, who ran for office saying, I'm going to find a way to get Trump. I'm going to find a way to get Trump. And that was what her mantra was. And sure enough, she came up with something. And uh, they, New York came up with something. And um, uh, it's, uh, it's a real travesty. And I think my prediction is that it will be reversed on appeal. Um, that's the not only my assessment, but the assessment of a number of other uh, jurisprudent uh, experts. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, and meanwhile, uh, again, Biden um, is not mentally capable of standing trial for having the top secret documents that he was not supposed to have and then lied, saying that he did have them and then he didn't have them. And he's not mentally stable enough to stand trial, but stable enough to be the president. Brad, please bring... I mean, if if you've got an IQ of a doorknob, you can see something is horribly wrong with this. Please yeah. bring some you know, some, um, some sanity here. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting that that's what her special prosecutor her said uh, as the reasons for not prosecuting because he doesn't have a good memory now. Well, uh, you know, actually. What the legal standard is, is did he have memory? Did he have uh, cognitive thinking, uh, aware of what he was doing at the time he did it? The answer there is clearly yes. He's uh, he's on record saying, yeah, I took these confidential documents, which he as vice president, he did not have authority to do, uh, to remove them from the, the Capitol, from the archives or from wherever and move them in three different places. One of them was in his garage. So that in and of itself is sufficient to bring an action against him, uh, you know, this was, uh, it, it was almost like they're, they were just scratching to try to find a justification uh, not to prosecute him. Uh, you know, it's not up to the special prosecutors to second guess what a jury is going to, to find uh, in terms of uh, whether they like someone or whether they feel sorry for someone. Uh, the question is, did they do the crime? Did they know what they were doing when they did it? Um, case close, case close. Yeah. He's aware of his surroundings. He's aware he's, you know, he doesn't think he's on Mars and he's a Martian. He's, 
He's not, um, you know, mentally unsound in that regard. He just has a bad memory. That's legally, that's not grounds to prevent prosecution. This is clear corruption. Yeah. And, and, and yet he is the president and is not required to step down. He's going to rerun mentally incompetent. And then, you know, it's just really amazing to me that again, then soon as this story quickly is swept under the rug. Now, Trump again, because of the Mar-a-Lago raid, and he had these top secret documents. By the way, he had legal right to him. He was the president. Um, but they want to muddy the waters. This Monday, now Monday's radio show is a special to every man and answer on how the American news media lies. Oh, this is mega stuff. I don't want to hear. It has nothing to do with Donald Trump. It has nothing to do with mega it's absolute facts, and everybody needs to know. The one thing I know the American news media doesn't want you to do is listen to Monday's broadcast. Um, it features Ben Corson, who ran for uh, president, um, African-American, and he goes into the steps that the communists are doing to overthrow America. This has been long in play. And he goes in step by step on how they did it over the past um, 40, to, uh, 40 years. And so it, it's incredible. And then we're going to look at the incredible lying of the American news media. Uh, it is beyond anything. These people have an agenda, friends. This isn't by accident. They're overthrowing our country. And there's no other way around it. And again, when you can prosecute somebody, they find Donald Trump $350 million. Oh, but who do we give the money to? Because there was no crime here. Tell me, Brad, what has, it's, it's like I say, a doorknob has more common sense than these judges. What is going on? Or is it just... Uh, is it just the prejudice against Trump? It doesn't matter what the facts are. We're going to make things up. And that's what they're doing. Right. And, and, and even with the, the valuation question, for example, uh, the judge says, well, yeah, I, I'm going to go with this this valuation that uh, this uh, this property is really just worth uh, X, Y, Z. Well, that's what the, the, the raw land next to the property with smaller acreage was valued at without any house on it, without any estate on it. So this judge went out of his way to just want to accept that which uh, fed his, uh, went along with his, his radical leftist narrative. Uh, there's no debate as to his uh, where he's at politically, what he thinks of Trump. Um, he should have re been recused. But uh, nonetheless, that is, uh, that's where the judgment came down. That's why I'm very confident it will be reversed on appeal. Interesting, I think, is uh, to point out that you know, I, I looked at the the, the probability uh, websites where it looks at probability of one candidate winning versus another. Um, after this decision came out, probability index wasn't changed at all. And the reason is because the American people, the polls show, see all of this, the majority, well, overwhelming majority, even on, on both parties uh, weighing in on this, uh, overall see this as a political action, not an action of justice or real uh, crime or, or legitimacy. They see it as an act of political warfare through the courts. The American people see it, and that's why they're not discounting it against Trump the way it was intended from uh, to happen originally.
Yeah. So, like I say, everybody, when they do this to an ex-president, where do you think that leaves all of us, us everyday folk? Hey, listen, courts are corrupt, and we need to understand that. Not all of them. There's some really good judges out there that really stand up for what's right. But these politically motivated one, and when someone runs on a platform, vote for me because I'm going to get Trump. Let me tell you something. That person needed to be recruited immediately for a a prejudice against Trump when she went into office. But did they do that? No. No, I, I hope the appeals court... Uh, bust them. And I, I, I hope that Trump can turn around and go against the state of New York. Uh, that's what really needs to happen. These people are just corrupt all the way through. And again, what about Joe Biden's uh, checks and all this money from these Chinese accounts? Well, we just want it dismissed because uh, this this FBI agent I, we think was lying. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, well, what about all the evidence that says he did do it? Oh, they don't want to talk about that. Sweep that under the rug. Listen to Monday's edition. You're going to find out how they manipulate the masses. Or we're going to rip their mask off. And uh, so everybody you know, have them tune into this because we're going to expose them for what they are. And uh, again, this isn't this isn't mega. This is your real American rotten news media. And you need to understand how these guys, I watched a footage last night of a story on CNN where the guy was going on and on and on only to find out that now the facts have come out. Everything the CNN reporter was saying was nothing more than a big lie. So this influences people. And like I say, Monday's edition, it's going to be a barn burner. You want to be sure to tell your friends, listen to Monday's edition. President's Day special on what's really going on in the United States and what's really going on in the American news media. It will it will make an impact in your life. Let's go to the phones. We have Royce on the line, Santa Clara, Utah. Hi and welcome. Hi. Uh, yes, I'm trying to struggling where I begin, but I, I guess I'll just ask my first question is I'm, I'm needing some legal advice um, and it's time sensitive um i'm trying to see if i was able to find uh, an attorney or somewhere affiliated with um brad dacus and his uh his um offices out here in southern utah or just like um somebody told me i called into or i went to pgi.org and they says uh they don't have any offices in southern utah but they have one in reno but they do have affiliate attorneys different law firms in southern Utah that I could talk about with this. It's a pretty big issue I have um, concerning my career. And um, and then, um, yeah, prayer yeah, also because I – Go ahead, go ahead. The disaster. I'm actually – yeah, just after the – after you guys talk about this um, – uh, just you know, prayer. I'm going to be leaving the country for a while, a couple months, and uh, so prayers for safety on that. But um, yeah, I just uh, I don't have a local church that I can go to either with any of this because they, like you know, I've been pretty much uh, disfellowshipped from one for some tracks and things. But I don't want to really go too much into that. But anyhow, so that that's pretty Ride much. Ride your thoughts. Main. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about the facts of, of your case matter. We deal with religious freedom. 
parents' rights, thank you, human life. Sometimes that deals with employment issues where they're discriminated against or harassed because of their faith, their sincerely held religious beliefs, or or not accommodated because of their beliefs. Uh, we have a lot of those kinds of cases. Um, so I'd like to I'd like to get information uh, to uh, to see uh, what it's about. If it's something we can help with, I assume probably so. If our if we recommended some affiliate attorneys there in Southern Utah, we have affiliate attorneys all over the United States. We have offices across the country, but there's some places that we don't have an office. Um, Southern Utah is is one of them, but that doesn't mean we don't have affiliates that could could assist you. Um, moving forward, I do also want to encourage you to to become a part of a church, a church fellowship, and uh, and to be open uh, to uh, to you know co- correction. Sometimes it's it's um, it's not right. We're all human beings. Sometimes correction can be off. It can be maybe you know didn't have all the facts, all the information, but sometimes it's a huge blessing uh, to help us uh, in our in our walk with the Lord and our relationship with others, uh, etc. So. Um, I encourage you to, to definitely don't give up on uh, looking for a church. Be a part of a church body. When we go it alone, uh, then we're uh, easy to be, easy prey, easy prey for Satan. So I encourage you uh, definitely to do that. And uh, in your work situation, um, you know, I, I hope we can we can assist you with that. And uh, I'm glad that my staff referred you to some affiliate attorneys. Uh, if you don't mind, I could like I'd like to pray with you now. Um, if you do, and let's uh, let's lift you up in prayer, Father. We we pray for this brother and. In Christ, and we pray, Lord God, you'll give him um, peace right now, um, because I I sort of sense that there's just a lot of stress, there's tension he's dealing with. Uh, uh, for him to keep his eyes on you, the Author and Perfecter of our faith, the source of our peace and our comfort uh, comes through you and and your Holy Spirit, Father. So I pray for uh, for him, and uh, in that regard, pray for him to give wisdom, pray for him to help find a church. And also for the attorneys to, uh, to give them insight as to whether or not he has a, a bona fide case, a case that, uh, that, uh, they can, they can act on some things, Lord. Uh, there's legal remedies, some things, and justices, there's not legal remedies, viably. We pray for wisdom and discernment on the attorneys who, who, uh, discuss this with him. And, uh, we, uh, thank you, Lord God, that you are on your throne and we can, uh, put our trust in you no matter what we're going through. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And, uh, Royce, our prayers are with you. And uh, that you find a fellowship. You need to be in fellowship and that you get believers around you because not only do you have something to give to them, but they have something to give to you too. That fellowship of the believers is so important. Stay on line, Royce. We'll send you out a couple of books, a couple of DVDs, and I think you'll really enjoy it. And especially um, Atheist Delusion by Ray Comfort. That'll be in the package as well. Stay on line, Royce. We'll get those out to you. Our prayers are with you. God bless you. Let's go to Art, Missoula, Montana. Hi, welcome. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. How may we help? Uh, a question for Brad. I got a friend, a good friend of mine. He he took that Johnson Johnson shot two years mm. ago, and he comes home just this, about six days ago, and he's uh. playing with his new grandbaby, and all of a sudden he starts going, he starts losing feeling in his legs. Well, now he's partially paralyzed. Right. And Blood clots? I, I I don't know, but that's, you know, they yeah. don't want to say it's the Johnson and Johnson shot at the hospital, but they say, oh, have you had a flu shot lately and stuff like that? And he's been fighting. He's still 
pretty bad. He's bad shape. He said he's starting yeah. to get a little bit of feeling back. But I was just curious, is there any repercussion he can take, or is he pretty well? Uh, yeah. Is he, if, is, if, it, I was just going to say, as far as legally speaking, um, you know, you could possibly have a, a case, uh, assuming um, that uh, you can prove up the fact that uh, there was uh, malpractice uh, involved in um, with this, but um, that's uh, unfortunately there's there's so many uh, individuals across the country, hundreds of thousands actually that have uh, I think it's the last I checked over eight hundred fifty thousand that have long term serious uh, results from taking one of these uh, three controversial COVID quote unquote vaccines. J and J is closer to a traditional. Other than the uh, two mRNAs uh, that were produced by Pfizer Moreno, but Moreno, but um, uh, but uh, still, it's 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 uh, actually had a lot of problems with blood clotting, and uh, so it could have been a result of that. There's also a side effect of neurological issues where people are having a partial paralysis. Uh, a famous uh, singer and star, um, you know, half his face was became paralyzed, um, so. Uh, you know, this, this, this report of a, of a neurological, sudden major neurological issue is not, uh, unheard of at all. Um, then there's also, like I said, blood clots. There's also, uh, myocarditis of the heart, serious heart issues and conditions that have come into play, uh, as well. Um, so these are just some of the, the widespread, uh, side effects of many who've had reactions to the COVID vaccine. The reactions sometimes happen immediate. Sometimes they happen after a period of time. Um, so I, I think that's something that he needs to try to get to the bottom of and uh, possibly talk to a med malpractice attorney if uh, he can uh, make the determination that either uh, he wasn't given an assessment of the risks involved by the doctor, the possible ramifications, or uh, the doctors didn't look at his information, his medical uh, possibility for reactions uh, to it. Some doctors just pushed it, even though patients continue to have complications with the vaccine and the boosters. Uh, so there's a number of different a- avenues, and whether or not he's had con- repeated boosters is another question as well. So I hope that helps. Yeah, it's just it's so sad. Yeah, you know, it, it is. Yeah. It's really sad because it never went through the time that truly was needed by the FDA to really, truly approve it the way it should have been. It was pencil whipped through and the American public and the world was the guinea pigs now paying a terrible, terrible price. Uh, You know, they, they, uh, if they put a new drug on the market and they start having several people, a dozen people with, with complications or, or radical side effects, they'll pull the drug. You've got, Hundreds of thousands of people with side effects directly because of these vaccinations. And it, it is, it is a pretty tough thing. You know, Brad, uh, what would you tell anybody? Because with those kind of numbers, um, you're talking almost, almost, um, um, one out of a hundred Americans, um, or one out of 300 Americans with, uh, with some, terrible problem because uh, we have one of our, uh, one of my friends works at our local hospital 
And I said, well, are the COVID cases coming through the door? Are they going up or down? He says, the only ones we're treating are the ones that have been vaccinated. End quote. Right. That's so, true. And so, uh, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, I think for all of us, Brad, you know, how would we how would we go about doing that? I mean, you don't just go through the phone book and find, um, you, you know, baddrugs.com, call this number and they'll bring your case up. What do you what do you do? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I'm not a specialist in med malpractice. Uh, there is some legal immunity granted to these big pharma companies with regards to reactions to vaccines. However, they're not protected when it comes to providing a fraudulent information or withholding information. Uh, that's where, uh, re- that's the reason the attorney general for the state of Texas, uh, has uh, stepped up and actually filed lawsuits. Uh, against these companies, Big Pharma, for allegedly uh, committing fraud, holding back information, uh, et cetera. Uh, that's where it's at right now. And uh, that's that's what I'm watching to see the results on. I think that outcome could result in a lot of private firms taking on cases. But uh, I still encourage them to, you know, open their, their uh, to look for an attorney specializing in med malpractice, uh, reaction to drugs, and just see if uh, there's perhaps uh, an attorney out there that would like to not wait for the outcome of that case, but go ahead and move move ahead. That's that's uh, what I. And if if he was working for a company that made him take this vaccine, they mm. are liable, right? Um, because that and, was and, not and, a choice. Go ahead. Yeah, Brian. and if and if the company was not required by the government, state, federal, military, whatever, if the company was not required to mandate it. And they themselves on their own mandated that people had this experimental, highly, highly risky, you know, quote, vaccine. Um, then you're right. There, there is a potential liability against that company. Um, and that's uh, very important. That could be actually a good workers comp claim right there. So workers comp is a different area than malpractice, different issue. But uh, anyone in that kind of a situation uh, where they're working and they're required to take it, they had no choice. They're mandated to have these kind of results. Uh, I would definitely uh, look into talking to a workers' comp attorney about that. Yeah, because you don't want to you don't want to let something like this go if there's some help for you out there, and I think that's really important. So, Art, I hope that answers it for you. Oh, that was a lot of good information, and I appreciate it so much. Yeah. Art, I want you to stay on the line, and I want to send out to you some books, some DVDs. Again, The Atheist Delusion by Ray Comfort, really good. The movie Jesus. God of Wonders, and a little book called Time to Grow. We're calling in great to share with your friends. Lend it out, get it back, lend it out again. And um, great witnessing tools for those people around you, especially sometimes the hardest ones to share the Lord with because sometimes we're real close to them, like family and friends. Hey, we're coming up on a break, everyone. Don't go away. I'm more right after this. You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with health care costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. 
MetaShare works too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 855-91-BIBLE. That's 855-91-BIBLE. 855-91-BIBLE. Are you ready to study to show yourself approved? A workman not ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth? In this sad, lonely, and lost generation, people need help. They need Jesus. And who can present the gospel better than you? Calvary Chapel University wants to be a helper of your joy so you can go out and make disciples who make disciples. Go to calvarychapeluniversity.edu and apply today and you'll earn outstanding scholarships. Most of our CCU graduates graduate early or on time, debt-free and sound doctrinally. Go to calvarychapeluniversity.edu and apply today. Skip Heitzig is one of our faculty members, and David Guzik is not only a board member, but he just earned his Master of Divinity at CCU. Go to calvarychapeluniversity.edu and apply today, and watch God move powerfully in your life. Welcome you back to Friday's edition of To Every Man and Answer with Brad Dickus. I'm your host, Mike Kessler. Brad is, of course, with uh, PJI, Pacific Justice Institute, again, representing people like you and me against unfair laws. And so, Brad, I'm so glad, again, you're with us on the program today. And we're going to go back to the phones, 8888, ask CSNs the number to call if you got a question. we got Molly on the line in Kerrville, Texas. Hi, and welcome, Molly. Hi, thank you. I don't know if you're going to be able to understand me. But, well, we'll uh, do our very best, and thank you for calling back from yesterday. An article in Pathway to Victory said that Jesus died on April the 3rd of AD 33. And that was Passover. And I do know God sets dates and times of everything. And we now have a date and time set for another total eclipse, which is coming up April the 8th. And I don't think Passover and eclipse together is a coincidence. I think it's a deliberate attention-getter from God. But I can't see a lot of people paying attention. All I can see is everybody getting ready to mark off spaces for people to park who are coming to watch the eclipse. We are one of few places that are the main place to observe the eclipse. But if everybody is observing that, I feel like we're kicking Christ to the side because this eclipse and the Passover anniversary of his death Yes, and and you know what, something, dear, we don't, you know, the Bible says no one knows the hour or the day of of Christ's return, but he said you know the season. Now, a season can be, we think, you know, winter, spring, summer, fall, 
It can be a season of time similar to that, uh, maybe several years in that. But one thing we know for sure is Jesus gave the key eye mark, and that's in Luke chapter 21. Jerusalem would be trodden down by the Gentiles till the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled. And when Jesus said that, it was under Roman control, that it was utterly destroyed in 70 AD, and it lay desolate for almost two millennia. And now, against incredible odds, Jerusalem, again, is completely under Jewish control, capital of Israel, against impossible odds. And Jesus went on to say a few verses later that this generation will not pass away. Now, he's not saying this generation, the ones he was looking at at the time, but the generation that saw Jerusalem come back under Jewish control. Remember, it was not under Jewish control when he said that. It was under Roman control. When He, he said when, when Jerusalem comes back under Jewish control, the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled, and the generation that sees that will not pass away till all things are fulfilled. Friends, I believe we are right on the edge. Yes, I do believe, Molly, we are in the season. I want to always be very careful of calling dates because I've seen so many times people down through just my short lifespan, uh, call dates didn't happen, call dates didn't happen, call dates didn't happen. I don't want to do that. But I will tell you this, I believe that as Jesus said, and the longer it goes, the more we realize the need for Jesus Christ to come back. You have underdeveloped nations, North Korea, 30th poorest country on earth, developing and has nuclear weapons. They're starving to death. They showed the newsreels of these poor people living in absolute squalor. They haven't got anything to lose. Give us what we got or we'll blow you up. They're, they're, it doesn't matter whether a a, a, a nuclear bomb is made in North Korea or uh, or United States or Russia. They'll wreck your day. And then you have Iran, the same problem, sworn to destroy the nation of Israel. So we, we realize we're not in a time that we've ever been before. And then the startling fact is man has always used every weapon he's ever invented. This, I believe, should cause real concern. The people that say, Oh, well, you know, they've been saying the Lord's coming back for thousands of years and all things remain as they are. They simply are failing to interpret the date at hand. Right. Because when we look at what the book of Revelation says will be happening to this earth, these are things that are unparalleled in history. And whether God is the one that initiates it from heaven, as an example, every living thing in the sea dies, or whether it's because a man's completely irrational behavior ends up blowing the ocean up, if you will, the nuclear contamination and all those things, I don't know. But I can tell you for sure, I know it's not going to keep going on. Oh, but peace, peace, they say. The Bible says they say that, but there is no peace. You'll never have peace without the Prince of Peace. And so these are the great problems that we have. Perplexity among nations, as it says in Matthew chapter 24, problems with no way out. Your thoughts, Brad? Yeah, um, you know, you almost have to put your head in the sand not to, to see the times that we're in. And, uh, you know, I've been preaching a lot of Second Timothy chapter 3 into chapter 4, and it, it talks about, it says, for the last day, days perilous times will come, and then it gives specifics that, 
are very correlative to what we're seeing today in historic proportions. Um, there's just so much in the way of biblical prophecy uh, that is being fulfilled. And, um, you know, I, I don't say this for people to uh, be obsessed with it uh, or to be fearful of it. Um, to sometimes we can be real reactive and like, okay, I just gotta give me a, you know, a cabin up there in the mountains and bunker down. Well, there's no place in scripture for the bunker down doctrine, folks. Um, this is in the word to make us aware to be faithful with the times that we're in, to take advantage of the opportunities that God's given us and for, to encourage us as we see these things happening, uh, which can be very inherently discouraging uh, when we separate it away from the, the, what God's word says and prophesies. So I just want to encourage people out there. Do, don't be discouraged. And, um, and, uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely there. And, and I, I agree. Uh, people who put their heads in the sand, they can choose to do that, but uh, it's, it's not going to change the reality of what we're facing, which I believe are the clearest signs of the times. Amen. Dear, I hope that helps you, Molly. Stay on the line. I'll send you out some books, some DVDs. I think you'll really enjoy uh, again, um, I think we're living in exciting times. And so, as I tell everybody, keep looking up. Our redemption draws an eye. Stay in line, Molly. We'll get you taken care of. And uh, thanks again for the call. Let's go to Hal, North San Juan, California. Hi, and welcome. Hi, guys. How are you today? How may we help? Well, hey, I've been reading through the book of Revelation, and um, I read some commentary and the and the commentary was saying that the two witnesses uh would be present during the second half of the tribulation and i was i've always been under the understanding that it would they would be there during the first half what do you guys say first half um because the whole world rejoices when the prophets are laying dead in the streets of jerusalem they exchange gifts with one another it's like christmas time um, because again, they are challenging the world to repent. The second half of the tribulation, basically people have made their decision and now the wrath of God pours heavily upon the earth. And again, um, I believe there's two people in the old Testament didn't die, Enoch, um, and Elijah. I personally believe it's probably Enoch in that he represented the pre-flood group. And then, because Jesus even talked about the pre-flood group, and then you also have a post-flood group, uh, Elijah, taken up in a whirlwind like a fiery chariot. Enoch walked with God and was taken. And uh, it's appointed a man wants to die after that, the judgment. They did not die to their sins uh, as far as coming to Christ. He had not been born yet. Now, for us, uh, the dead in Christ rise first, then we are the alive and remain. In a moment, twinkling in an eye are changed. Our fulfillment or the requirement that um, it's appointed in the man wants to die after that, the judgment, uh, Hebrews chapter 9, I believe that that is where when we come and we die to ourselves. No longer I, Paul said, lives, but Christ who lives within me. So um, uh, I, I do believe that uh, this is a real issue, but I do believe these two prophets are in the first part of the tribulation based on the chronological order of the book of Revelation. Remember, the book of Revelation is in chronicle order. And the reason why it's that way is so the believers during the tribulation, the elect, as it says, and uh, the saints, will have something to gauge whether God's word is true. Uh, I believe that's why it's going to be so exact for them to give them the courage 
and the faith to die, uh, because that's that's the only way it appears that for most of them are going to be saved. They're going to be beheaded for their faith, Revelation chapter 6. So when, when we understand that what was going on here, um, I, I definitely believe they're in the first half. And uh, your thoughts? Yeah, uh, and I uh, I agree with regard to your uh, – no one knows for sure who those two witnesses are, but I, I agree. Those are my first two choices, Enoch and Elijah, for the same reason that you gave. And um, but uh, yeah, it's it, uh, you know, growing up as a child, I I remember you know thinking that uh, you know that those after the rapture uh, are toast and that's it. But um, actually, uh, our loving God, a gracious God, is going to I think give a great opportunity for people uh, to uh, to to come to Christ and be martyred for it. But um, but the revelations and what's stated in the Word, I think, is going to be. Uh, very uh, helpful and, uh, and encouraging to those uh, during that period of time in particular. I hope that helps. Yeah, because what I was thinking didn't make sense to me is because the Antichrist is going to be taken over the temple in the three in the second half. Right, right. And and uh, in complete control of the city of Jerusalem at that point. And um, uh, you wouldn't have these two prophets in the streets of Jerusalem warning the world to repent. So, Hal, I think you made a good observation there. And again, this is why the Bible says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman not to be ashamed. Why does it say that? Because there's a lot of crazy ideas out there. Man, you look at what the crazy stuff that's on the Internet about the Bible, and they just spew their ignorance of God's Word. I read this thing. It said, well, what kind of a God is it that commands the children of Israel to not have idolatry, one of the Ten Commandments? And yet, when the serpents were biting people in the wilderness, um, Moses put a serpent on the stick and commanded everybody to worship it. That is a lie. God never told Moses. Moses never told the people to worship the snake. It says to look at it is all it says. But these people spew this stuff because they don't know. They're, they haven't spent any time really studying God's Word. And so I heard somebody somebody say, and then they extrapolate and add to God's Word, and now you have all kinds of contradictions in the Bible simply because they're ignorant concerning things of the Scripture. So again, Hal, this is one of the things that I believe is very clear. And again, you have the 144,000 witnesses, 12,000 Jews, from the 12 tribes of Israel. They're not Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, they're virgins and they're male, the Bible says. Then you have the two witnesses in the streets of Jerusalem warning the world, and you have the angels flying through the midst of heaven warning the people on the earth not to take the mark of the beast. So you, you have all this going on, and so, again, but people will finally get to the point where they're unreachable, and I believe that's Pretty much what the last half of the tribulation is about. They've made the decision. Now enjoy the wrath. So uh, pretty pretty sad, really, because the Bible says today is the appointed day of salvation. So stay in line. We'll send you out some books, some DVDs. I think you'll enjoy it. Okay? Mike? Yes. Uh, did you say the Revelation is chronologically in order? Absolutely. I'm done. Thank you very much. All right, that that should really help you because again, uh, 
You read this stuff, well, there was a star that appeared in heavens, and I think this is the fifth seal judgment or what? No, it's all in order. The Bible says it's in order. You have the seven seal judgments that give way to the to the seven trumpet judgments that give way to the seven bowl judgments, and then the Bible tells us what comes after that. The Bible also tells us what's before the tribulation, the age of the church, Revelation chapters 2 and 3. Then we have Jesus getting the scroll, the title deed of the earth, if you will, and the the church is in heaven who's redeemed us from every tribe, tongue, kindred, and nation in chapter 5. Then the Antichrist goes on, on out on a white horse, conquering and to conquer. Goes out initially diplomatically. He has a bow with no arrows. Those that don't capitulate, then he brings the war, the fiery red horse. And then what follows that is is the famine and follows that the death uh, of these. And so you, you, when you look at Revelation chapter 6, you get a, a, a picture of just the very first part of the tribulation. This idea, we're on the dawning of the age of Aquarius, man. Can you imagine sharing all the world? You may say, I'm a dreamer. Yep, you sure are. Because you didn't read the Bible. Because if you read the Bible, you know this ain't going to happen. You see, this is the problem. God's Word is written to give us guidance in these days that we live. I'll stay in line. We'll send you out some books, some DVDs. Again, thanks so much for calling. Great question. And with that, we'll go to Steve in Reno, Nevada. Hi, welcome. Hello. Hi. How may we help? Well, I'm in North Las Vegas, not Reno. Oh, I'm 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 sorry. But I'm, my name's Steve. So I hope, unless you have two Steves online. No, no, that's you. It just says Reno, Nevada. So you must be in okay. really, really northern, northern Las Vegas. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. <laughs> How can we help? Um. I believe in the rapture, and I think, I hope I'm going to be raptured. My question is, uh, when Jesus comes back during the tribulation, I thought it was in, like in the middle of the tribulation to start defeating uh, the Antichrist, but uh, your, your call, the guy that answered the call said it, he thinks it's at the end of the seven years. But my question really goes, if we've been raptured, are we, do we come back to earth for the thousand-year reign? And then yep. after and the thousand feeling- years, are we back in heaven? We rule and reign with him for a thousand years. And then after the thousand years is over, the people who lived on this earth, the books are open, they're judged according to what they've done. And then we all get to enjoy the new Jerusalem that comes down from heaven. This is going to be our eternal home. And I believe not only is where we reside, but I believe it's going to be the base of operations because the Bible says throughout all of eternity, God's going to show us his greatness. What's beyond the stars? What's inside the atom? What I just look at this and I realize that God is going to show us all these things. And what's so cool about it, we're not just there as uh, observant people, but the Bible says we're there as his bride. My goodness, can you imagine the show that God's going to put on for us. Hey, anybody here that's ever gotten married in love with your sweetheart, man, you 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 put on your best, your very best, and God's going to put on his very best for us forever. So I look forward to that, Steve. Your thoughts, Brad? 
Yeah, uh, Steve, I, I think you said at the beginning, you know, you hope to be in the rapture. And some people just say that sort of tongue-in-cheek. Others people really have real concerns, um, uncertainties. And I just want to encourage you um, as a as a believer that if you've if you are a believer, if you've really put your trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, um, you will be in the rapture. Um, that's uh, you know God will you know you know it's in Acts chapter sixteen verse thirty one it says uh, so they said believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Uh, actually, even you and your household, those who who uh, come to Christ uh, from those around you, how God moves uh, through us. So I just want you to be encouraged uh, to have that confidence. Uh, sometimes Satan tries to give us just that doubt, and that little bit of doubt uh, puts our focus on us and keeps us from really putting, keeping our focus on, on, on the Lord and, and those around us. And it can often even be a distraction as we see things happening around us in Revelations if we have any doubt as to our salvation, but the Lord is really clear. If you put your trust in him and him alone as your Lord and savior, not him plus works and baptism and a bunch of other stuff, but just put your trust in him and him alone. Um, you will be saved and uh, he will not uh, leave you or forsake you, including on the day of the rapture. Amen. So I hope that helps Steve. Yes, it does. Thank you. God bless you, and thanks so much for the call. Stay in line. We'll get you the package that we send everybody. I think you'll enjoy that. Great for evangelism. Let's go to Amy, Appleton, Wisconsin. Hi, and welcome. Hi, um, Pastor Mike and Brad. I praise God for your ministry. I enjoy listening to it every afternoon at 5 o'clock from Wisconsin. Wow, that's my great. Question, yeah, my question, um, I didn't really have one. I was actually calling and talking to Ryan about my granddaughter, who I'm trying to encourage her to call next Wednesday. Um, she's in at Camp Pendleton, and she gets out of school at 3, and 3 o'clock in California is when your show is on. But she said she gets out early on Wednesday, so I'm hoping she'll call in. But he, Ryan said, well, why don't you ask the question anyways in case? And I pray and read with her on Thursday night. So this was last night, and she was Grandma. If God loves everybody, does he love Satan? And I was like, mm, I don't think so, but I don't really know how to answer that. So then I was talking to her and telling her about um, to every man an answer. And so I'm hopefully she'll get the courage to call next Wednesday. So I don't know if you want to answer that, if you want to wait for her to call and see if she calls, but otherwise some other people might, I was um, chatting with Ryan. I says, you know, in my mind, it's like, well, God, uh, Satan's the epitome of sin. I can't imagine. I have a hard time loving people that I, you know, are going to fall. Um, well, first of all, dear, God, God loved all of his creation. All of them. But Lucifer chose, Satan chose to not love him. And I think this is the thing we have to understand. God loves all of us, but all of us don't love God. And there's a tremendous price to pay for that. You see, when you deliberately, when you love somebody, you want to include them in your life. You, you say, oh, sweetheart, I love you. Oh, what are you doing tonight? Hey, I'll come over. I, I saw this thing years ago. It said, I'd swim the deepest ocean for you. I'd climb the highest mountain for you. 
I can't come over tonight. It's raining. But the thing is, is that the point is, is that we want to have people in our life that we love. Satan chose not to have God in his life. People today are choosing not to have God in their life. So the question isn't whether God loved everybody. The question is, do we love God? And do they love God? And so I believe this is where the, the part departure came. God made the first move. He loved us. But here's the problem. They didn't love him. And so they fell, and man is following the same example as we rebel against him. You know, Brad, you're an attorney. Tell us the legal ramifications of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting that— uh... You know, that, uh, that, that God did not turn people away. People turned, uh, away from God. And I think that's really important as we, as we understand God's character, um, and the extent to the depth and, and breadth of, of God's love that we can't even comprehend. So, I mean, to some of us, it's sort of hard for us to see how God could, could love, um, you know, something that, uh, just decided to, uh, rebel against him. And God knew. Because God's omnipotent, all-knowing, um, and yet uh, it's so. The, the real question isn't whether God loves us or or, or God loves His creation. It's, it's once like just what you said so well, uh, Mike, and that is, do uh, do do we love God, uh, and are we going to choose to follow Him or instead rebel against Him? And that's a question everyone uh, must must face. Yeah, it's like the Book of Jude, the last couple of verses. It says, "Now who is able to keep you from falling?" Where you're like, oh, oh, that is such good news. It is. The question, though, if you read the rest of the book of Jude, which a lot of people don't, are you willing to let God keep you from falling? You see, he's willing. Are you willing to let him? And I believe that's where the question comes. Amy, I'd love to talk to her, have her call us. We'll we'll leave the lines open for her on, on uh, Wednesday. And uh, so I hope that helps. Yeah, I hope I hope I can get her to do it too. It's up to her mother. She's in California, but I do have another quick question that just kind of came to mind. Um, okay. When people who do fail to um, choose God, choose Jesus, and fall away <coughs> in the wrath tribulation, when they choose, then you often will say, you know, hey, should have listened to Aunt Amy when she was sharing the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, when they choose prior to the the middle um, and are beheaded or whatever the case is of dying, where do they go? Well, if those those uh, tribulation saints, we call them, of course, make a stand for God and they're beheaded for the faith, of course, uh, they, they um, will go absent from the body, present with the Lord. And the Bible also says they will rule and reign with Christ in that thousand years, just like those that went in the rapture. However, those that are saved during the millennial reign, they don't get that privilege. And so, um, but they'll, the believers will still go to heaven. Amy, stay in line. We'll send you out books, DVDs. I hope that helped. Brad, thank you so much for being on today. Always a pleasure. Thank Always you. Always a blessing to be with you. Remember, check him out, Pacific Justice Institute, pji.org. Have a safe weekend. God bless you. Or write us to every man and answer. P.O. Box 391, Twin Falls, Idaho, 83303.
That toll-free number is 1-800-357-4226. Subscribe to the free podcast on iTunes by searching for To Every Man and Answer in the iTunes Store or visit us online at csnradio.com slash T-E-M-A. To Every Man and Answer is a production of CSN International, the Christian Satellite Network. The opinions expressed by our guests may or may not be those of CSN International or of this station. 